who have been bullish on Twitter uh, always. Whether Twitter as a company was going to do well or not, I don't think people cared. It's just like, I'm really glad this platform still exists. Because to me, it feels like, and I've always said this, it's the purest form of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. I'm Neil Smith, joined by my co-host Aaron Magnuson. And today we are talking about Twitter. Uh, Twitter is one of my favorite social networks. Uh, it, was, it was where I dove in deepest. Uh, and I would say when I got really serious, maybe about building a personal brand on social media, Twitter was the platform that I leaned into. Aaron, tell me your history with Twitter. What's your, what's your kind of take on Twitter? Well, I was late to the game. Uh, I remember sitting in uh, one of my college classes, um, looking and and, the, and and mind you, this was before um, cell phones were a thing, but this was before smartphones. So even the well-to-do people had dumb phones. Do, I don't think I knew what an app was. I didn't understand an app, um, but I remember um, Jordan Poyer. Uh, and you can Google Jordan Poyer and figure out who that is. He certainly had a Twitter. Um, and I remember him tweeting during class. Uh, and he was on his phone. So there was some way, maybe he had access to like a browser. I'm trying, I don't, Nils, I don't even remember how that era of phone worked. I think he had a Twitter thing on, but he was not tapping the screen. Uh, it was not a touch screen. It was, you know, uh, he probably still had a physical keyboard and all those things. But he was he was tweeting, uh, and so that was my first exposure to Twitter, and I had no idea how it worked. I'm trying to think what year. I'd have to go back on my profile. I got on it late, but I will say since having been on it and seeing how it works, it is my favorite social media platform. Uh, and even even when people were knocking it, it's funny that a title like the title of this episode is popping back up again. Um, and for good reason, it's popping back up again. Uh, and I think there's been uh, some people who have been bullish on Twitter uh, always. Whether Twitter as a company was going to do well or not, I don't think people cared. It's just like, I'm really glad this platform still exists. Because to me, it feels like, and I've always said this, it's the purest form of social media. If you're irrelevant and nobody cares about what you have to say, you're not going to get engagement. You're not going to get anything going on on the platform. And if people do care, uh, you're going to get great engagement. And so you don't have to worry about an algorithm. You don't have to worry about, not to say that there isn't one for Twitter. It's ju you just don't have to worry about it because the, the people that are irrelevant stay irrelevant. And the people who are relevant, whether it's uh, driven and motivated by good or motivated by um, evil. I, I don't want to say evil, but, but controversy and trying to start something, their voice is still relevant. And Twitter yeah. rewards relevant voices. And I think shows maybe an undertone of like, who are you? And I do think Twitter has, has a way as most social media does of kind of drawing out some cynicism and maybe some sides that aren't the best. But I'll tell you when, if there's news, Twitter's the first thing I open. If there's live sports, Twitter's the first thing I open during football season. I'm on Twitter all the time. Um, and just having great conversations and meeting new people. And, and so socializing, like there's no way to not socialize on Twitter. And I think that's what I love about it. And probably why I call it the purest form of social media. It, it, it Twitter, Twitter has, uh, and, 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 
there's some new news that we, we're going to talk about. Yes. And what does this mean for your churches? Because, and I, and I do practically over the last couple of years, it has pained me to tell my clients as a consultant, you know, Twitter is probably not worth you paying attention to. Yeah. It's probably worth at best you reprioritizing or repurposing your other content that makes sense to just put on Twitter. I wouldn't just auto Instagram push to Twitter. Those don't work very good, but, but taking your Facebook posts and some other things and yeah. just like, keeping Twitter semi-active in case it comes back. Um, but but it's not probably worth prioritizing. But here's the, here's what's interesting about Twitter is even as I think about, and I, I get like anniversary things on Twitter. Um, and what, well, you know, and I'll, and I'll give you my, uh, well, I'll give you my history with did Twitter. Did you join straight away though, Nils? I'm curious, how, like, I, did you join like, right off the bat? I, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, pretty quickly because I was in San Antonio and it was announced at South by Southwest uh, when, Twitter, year? when Twitter launched. And so I feel this like 2009, been, 2009 is the earliest date I've seen people that like on their profile, it says members since 2009. And that's when I would have graduated high school. Um, I don't, are there dates before that? Um, I believe I joined in, uh, I don't know. Okay. So I joined, I joined September, 2008. Oh, you proved me wrong. September, 2008. Nils, so you were on that beta program. Nils is on the beta program. You were maybe like, I I don't know if you, I mean, you were still like. I want to say 2013, maybe. You barely started driving at that point. Uh, (laughs) That's the truth. That's uh, the truth. It's it's wild, man. Um, 2013, July 2013 is when I joined. Okay, so seven years after I did. The other, so I have uh, 105,000 followers. A lot of people ask me. Did you buy followers uh, to get to 105,000 followers? And why haven't you been verified? Have you haven't you tried to get verified? Uh, so I'll talk, to, I'll talk about my personal experience. But even yes. when Twitter came out, it was like, what is this? I have mm. loved Jack Dorsey has been one of my favorite uh, CEOs of all the tech companies, and so I've loved following him. He was at Jack, uh, but he talked about it basically. It was intentionally first like an SMS platform, and and so you used to be able to even the way I got a lot of followers, it's getting people to text at Neil Smith to 8082 or whatever, you know, whatever their, their like number was. I think was. they called it In- twexting. Okay. Interesting. But it was very I remember like that term. And it was 140 characters because it was basically signing text. up for a group text. Um, That's crazy. You know, and so you think about how this, like even they adapted and adjusted and became a social network. And they really then descri- were beginning to be described as a micro blog. So blogging was very popular back in 2008 and you would then have a micro blog that would basically be, how can you take this like long form article and turn that into a 140 character tweet? Um, And then Twitter just kept developing um, and I prioritized it. I'd read a book called by Michael Hyatt called platform. um, And he was very focused on Twitter. I found Gary Vaynerchuk on Twitter. And, uh, and, and so uh, I focused on how can I, reach more people? How can I grow my platform? Well, I found that, um, well, first I found that if I follow people, a lot of those people follow me back. So if I follow more people, I can get more followers. Um, and so I used a platform called crowd crowdfire and I would follow people and a lot of them would follow me back. And so that's originally how I grew my platform. And so, uh, and that's how I think I, I grew it at one point to 160,000 followers, uh, wow. by primarily just doing that by, by following people. And catching hashtags and, and doing kind of the general, just mm-hmm. being present um, and and finding some things that would just catch some virality and yeah. trending. 
But for the most Plus, part, it was your following Nils people Smith. Back. Your but, Nils but Smith. But I think that speaks does to social getting media early. guide. Yes. And, but people also yes. ask, did you buy fake followers? And, right. and the answer is yes. I bought on Fiverr, early days of Fiverr. You could buy like 5,000 followers for $5. Uh, and I bought them. Uh, and within like a week, they disappeared. Uh, and I think I even got an alert from Twitter. Like, you, we know you bought fake followers. Uh, don't get your account taken down. And right. and so I was like, I don't want to get my account taken down. Uh, so I, uh, yes, that was it. Uh, so I did try buying fake followers and I learned the hard lesson there. Um, the reason people ask that like, typically to get verified, if you have a lot of followers, you can get verified. Um, and uh, and so I've tried to get verified. They won't tell you why you aren't, or aren't verified. I think it has to do with, my Nils is actually my middle name. And so when you submit like your driver's license, why they would see that in my name, I I'm wondering if, because I'm not using my actual first name uh, with my personal platform, if that wow. is what's hurting me, I'm making assumptions here. Um, but, but I'm so that's need everybody to start tweeting at Nils, what they think his first name is. This is, <laughs> uh, this is something that I don't know. I probably heard this. It hasn't stuck. I I'm hearing this right now. Like I've heard it for the first time. Uh, I guess I didn't realize that. And so yeah. I don't want people to know. I don't want to know. I just want people tweeting at Nils what they think his <laughs> real first name is. Um, that's yeah. amazing. And and would, yeah. and would probably be the case. You're like, oh yeah, this, you know, fake account here getting, uh, <laughs> you know, paying for, paying for all the, all the, all the followers. Uh, and we, so, but we will say your really quick at the end of this episode, we're going to shout out all the new people that have been joining our discord, uh, the yeah. social media church discord, yeah. which is in the link of this episode. You can follow it. You can, um, hop in there. We will, I don't know if they're your first names or not, but I'm, we're going to treat them like your first names and we're going to give you a shout out. But okay. Yeah. So you, you, you did that. You got scared with Twitter yeah. and you've never been verified, but you've tried to get, get verified. I have tried to get verified. So that was kind of my personal journey. But but some of the things that I, as I look back on the journey of Twitter and I learned this um, from from life churches when we were starting online church is I would every uh, you can use search and you could probably still do this. I don't, I don't know why I haven't thought about this in a while, but we would search everyone who posted on Twitter moving to San Antonio and we would send them at, from Community Bible Church a welcome to San Antonio if there's anything we can do to help. You know, so we'd love to hear from you. We also did uh, on Sunday mornings. Um, yeah. Anybody who, who who had posted hungover, uh, we would like. So, assuming you're not going to church, we'd love for you to join us in online church uh, and send them a link to online church. And a lot of people showed up by just using that like random it's, kind of. I totally forgot about that too. Who within who Twitter? Sweet really helped you do this. Like I remember yeah. doing this type of stuff in, cause you could geo uh, locate those tweets yeah. as well. Um, oh. And so I remember, oh. and, and this was on there. This is back when that part of it was still free. I'm, I'm sure that's behind a paywall now on, on Hootsuite. Oh, no. um, but I remember doing that in Hootsuite and it was like, man, this is really cool. And then, yeah. and then you're commenting as the church or, or I, I suppose you could probably even have a volunteer team in there. Um, yeah. as well, but yeah, that's totally fallen off the radar as like a strategy, yeah. but I'm sure it's just as viable. Totally. Totally. And it takes, it takes hustle. I think Twitter though, one of the things I love about Twitter is it has evolved, but it stayed pretty simple. So they, they actually bought a platform called TweetDeck, uh, which was kind of an, a Hootsuite competitor and built that in. Uh, and, and then they, you know, I think the other development that was so interesting to me that has been sad is they bought Periscope when Periscope is exploded. Twitter bought them, tried to integrate them into their platform, 
did a weird job of like, is it Twitter live? Is it still Periscope? I still don't understand that. Um, And I think they, they, in that situation had a chance to own the live stream space and really Facebook then undercut them with Facebook live. Um, But that's on Twitter more than that. I think that's on Facebook Um, because in some ways they educated people on how to do live and then Facebook was able to just run with it. Um, But then they, uh, you know, I think with, with Twitter, you know, they introduced us to hashtags. That was early days of Twitter. That's now just a part of culture, you know, of hashtags. And now that's a part of all social media uh, with LinkedIn, with, with Instagram, obviously. Um, and, And then we have, you know, I think even more recently, um, you're seeing the, this, they, they basically took clubhouse, you know, brought that functionality in through Twitter spaces. Um, but I, but I tell you the news that, that obviously has a lot of people's attention right now is the leadership shift. Um, and so the two big announcements, the one massive announcement is Elon Musk basically (laughs) forcing his own purchasing of this platform where they're going to be able to take a publicly traded company and now make it private owned by Elon Musk, lots of opinions around that. And I want to hear your opinion. Then the other is Jack Dorsey, the original founder, has now announced that he is transitioning off of the board. So he basically was the CEO, had transitioned out. He started Square. I don't know if you knew that, Aaron. Uh, But the payment processing app, he ran both. He came back to run Twitter when Twitter was having problems. Um, It has really brought great stability to Twitter. He transitioned out probably six months ago or a year ago as their CEO stayed on the board so we could fully focus on Twitter, which is or Square, which is now called Block. Uh, he's one of the leaders in crypto uh, and I think one of the key voices there. Uh, but they just announced that he's transitioning off the board. So interesting leadership changes with Jack leaving, with Elon coming on. It's still not 100% final, uh, but it yeah. seems inevitable. Aaron, with those big announcements, what's, yeah. what's your take and opinion on that? Well, I think... I, and I'll be curious to hear your answer just in regards to Jack uh, transitioning off because of how highly you've uh, spoken of Jack. And now Twitter has never, and I think in 2022, we can look back on it and be like, you know what? I'm I'm like glad that they didn't. Um, and what I'm about to say is like they didn't turn into Facebook and they didn't play the same game in terms of, I think one of the things that you said um, maybe two minutes ago in this conversation was Twitter has always stayed really simple. What is the first yeah. thing everybody has complained about? And what I still complain about, I don't even, I, I don't even know. I, we do this for a living. I don't even know where to go on Facebook. I, why is there so much stuff? What, yeah. what is this platform? What, like if you were to take an alien and just bring it, bring it in here, uh, you would not know how to do, like, what is this? It's not a clean website. It looks awful. Uh, it's cluttered. There's so much stuff. And I think the only people who can, ironically, can really function in it are uh, this older generation of people, not because they're t- technologically savvy in a way that uh, we are not or the younger generation isn't, but because they've yeah. been there and they've been breadcrumbed to this place of now understanding how the platform works. And so the changes have come slowly, but as I've used it less and less, anytime I go back, I'm like, I don't even know where to go. I can't find anything. Uh, And I sound like the 90 year old uh, that's opened and discovered the internet for the very first time. And so I I do think Instagram also is turning into that. 
um, where there's just so much stuff. And it's like, what is the focus of this platform? And then I would say, and this is not an episode about Meta, but I would say Meta as a company feels a lot like that as well. And so what I've always appreciated, even though it set Twitter back, because it's like, well, how's Twitter going to monetize? How does it even make money? Because uh, ads didn't exist there for a long period of time. Um, how are they going to innovate? And they try, you know, the, the the Periscope thing, which just felt like oil, water. It's like, what is this? Um, even though Periscope was the first place I watched live videos. I mean, Periscope was the, the introduction to everything, uh, wow. live video. And um and then, you know, they tried fleets uh, and I was yeah. like, what is this? This is an yeah. Instagram. I mean, fleets hadn't even come out yet. There was just talk of it and people were already roasting Twitter for just a terrible idea. Um, but I think Twitter has, unlike uh, Meta, where it seems like there's been a forcing of we will overtake this market, um, Twitter seems to adapt to its audience uh, and stay simple. And I love that. I'm for that. And now in 2022, that seems to be really palatable again. Now, yeah. so that's what I'm excited about. But I think, I mean, how much of that was Jack Dorsey? And so I think that is what uh, remains to be seen in somebody like Jack transitioning off. I don't necessarily think immediately that's bad, but what what is what's Elon's motivations? And I do think this is where it's an interesting conversation for the church. Uh, I in Christians uh, in America today um, uh, for lots of different reasons. We don't have to get overly political on here, but we like I'll, I'll dip my toe in the water for a second um, where a lot of Christians, a lot of Republican Christians have a bad taste in their mouth because of their Republican candidate, Donald Trump, getting booted off of Twitter. And that, and there's just a lot of freedom of speech uh issues that have stuck closest to Twitter. Um, and, and I know social media at large, so hear me on that, social media at large, but I think it's stuck closest to Twitter. And so now knowing that um, a person, potentially a person, a privatized company is now potentially going to own um, Twitter, there is hesitancy of like, man, if you think freedom of speech was regulated and, and awful before, um, now there's a whole there could be potential for a whole nother level of regulation. So, so I think there's a, this is an interesting space, and I do think that there's people listening to this episode that are like really trying to lean in and figure out, okay, is this going to be worth my time? Where is it going? So now I'll put on Aaron's hat. What what I see is I'm always for this in terms of this is a little bit different. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but anytime there's something, there's something new that's put into the water of this space that we call social media, there's opportunity for innovation. There's opportunity for things we've never seen before. Could be bad, but it could be really good. And so I'm uh, much more optimistic, much more glass half full kind of guy. And so anytime there's like, wow, we've never seen this before. I have no idea. I'm really intrigued by this character, Elon Musk. Uh, I'm really intrigued by why he's so motivated uh, to do it. I think he personally has benefited from how Twitter has functioned thus far. I've really liked how Twitter has functioned thus far. So maybe it's going to be a level up of more of the same and just take Twitter to its rightful place at the top of all social media. Um, maybe it's this awful thing where it's like, yeah, there's no space for Christians. There's no space for churches. It's not actually helping advance the gospel. Um, I tend to not think that's going to be the case. Uh, I'm a little bit more optimistic than that. But but that's where my head goes is I think 
that it's a wild card that we've never seen before. And generally that produces new things and in, and in a lot of ways, better things. So Nils, what, what are your thoughts on, on all that? Yeah, it's a lot, man. You just took this po- political, uh, and so we're now political. I feel like it uh, has to be, especially uh, with it, the space that we lead, because when we're thinking yeah. about social media, the conversation right now is freedom of speech, and yeah. unfortunately, a lot of that does not revolve around the gospel. And I do want to be clear about that. Uh, that I think a lot of the freedom of speech issues that the Christians, the, the Christians that we and that our churches are having, unfortunately, are not about spreading the gospel, but it's about yeah. spreading something else. And I don't want to stay there too long, but I do want to say um, what Nils and I will always be recommending is how does this work in terms of spreading yeah. the gospel, which is the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, and, so, and and I th- I do think I mean I, I think there is a state where where politics comes into church. I think I think. Our yeah. faith intersects every aspect of life in Twitter. That's right. And this is the way I, I think Elon has described it very well. And a lot of people have is Twitter. Twitter is now the new, like, uh, they call it like main street where it's like literally where you go to get it's, it's the most trusted news source in many ways. Totally. Um, yeah. And it is, uh, and that is an important, important platform. Um, and it's important for freedom of speech. And I think, it's whether you like Donald Trump or not, it, it was a very controversial decision to yeah. revoke his account. Now, yes. the other fascinating aspect to Twitter with Donald Trump in particular is, you know, uh, I feel like Barack Obama was the first president who really began to use social media mm-hmm. uh, in a very significant way. And, and for the first time, it felt like we could hear directly from the president what the president wanted to say directly rather than news outlets picking yeah. and choosing what the president said uh, and, totally. and, and, and sharing that publicly. Um, and so that's, I think, one of the most powerful aspects of social media in politics have, have really in many ways been yeah. the, the central hub, sports and politics. Um, yeah. and, and I think that is where faith is, should be in the middle of all of it um, and, and, and yes. has a place on Main Street uh, in the conversation. Um, and yeah. so it, but I think to niche Twitter as just a political platform, just a sports platform, Oof. just an entertainment platform, yeah. um, it, it is, it is the new main street that we should, as totally. faith leaders, uh, as Christian leaders 100%. should be intersecting with, whether we're talking about cultural events or political events, or we're talking about Jesus, uh, yes. as, as a part of the, the, the bigger conversation. So, uh, opinions around that. Um, I do think yeah, just all that, the stuff that's happened, the transitions. Yeah. Go, go back to the start. I yeah, didn't mean to take it I, in a certain direction. Just what are your thoughts? No, on no, no, it? No, I was, I was giving you a hard time. Uh, but, yeah. but I do think that, uh, and I do think that's such an important conversation. Um, yeah. I, I, my opinion is that Twitter overstepped. Um, I do believe that, you know, with the circumstances of, of January 6th, uh, and what was being said, my personal opinion was it was probably a good decision to pause, uh, but to totally revoke the Twitter revoke. account. Um, was was in my opinion probably too far, but but look, these are these are hard decisions. I, I don't blame the people who did that, but I think that there are plenty of other accounts mm-hmm. that needed to also be revoked uh, if we're going to draw these lines. What the line is, <laughs> right. it just, it's just hard to know. But what we yeah. didn't feel like we knew from January six is what was being said there was causing harm to society um, and how people were taking it, however it was intended. Um, and so this is where AI can't decide that. And people no. are going to always have different opinions on that. Um, but I think that it, um, it, there are a lot of questions as to how 
uh, who makes those decisions. Um, and, yes. and I think this is where governments do need to step in and create clarity so that it's not some 20, 26-year-old techie who's making a decision on what should be right. free speech or not. Um, and, and I do, I, I'm going to lean on the side of open free speech and let people decide what they listen to or don't listen to what they push and retweet and don't retweet. And if yep. the masses are retweeting a certain opinion that maybe we don't like, uh, but you know, maybe that's important because that's what the masses are, are leaning into. Um, uh, I, I, it's so hard to say. Um, and it's so, it's so complicated of a situation, but I also yes. do believe in, in having done, you know, a good amount of work in like the Middle East, seeing how many Christian accounts are taken down as hate speech in, in those regions, it, it does make me lean towards like, look, I think that our voice as Christians will be suppressed uh, and isn't always appealing. Um, and there are a lot of faith leaders that I wish would get off of Twitter and the things that they're saying. <laughs> Um, and I think it's really yes. unhealthy or Instagram or other social media. And I think that's right. Uh, it's, but, but it's, it's, you know, that's and not there's my others decision. that we would love to see elevated as well. And I, I think we'll have a whole nother episode on who's crushing this. There's a few names that come to mind, but yeah, there's, there's others where it's like, man, but I, I don't decide you. that. And I shouldn't decide that. No, it, it, totally. they, people decide that because the algorithm looks at where people are engaging and what they're engaging with and why they're engaging with it. I think the other thing that I love, what, one of the things I check every day, Aaron, the fir- one of the first things is what's yep. trending on Twitter. That yep. tells me what is, Do you do you it know, in the for you section or do you do it in the trending section? Because well, I, I, I do both. It opens up in the for you section and That's then right. I, I peek at that. Uh, but okay. then I almost always go to the trending That's and it right. tra- shows what's trending in America, in the United yep. States uh, first for me. Um, and, and that keeps me kind of in tune with culture. Totally. Uh, and so that's where, I mean, it is such a, a big deal. Um, so where, where Twitter is going. Um, yeah. So, Are you so happy that's about it. Elon buying it. Like what, what's your, and, and, and Dorsey yeah. transitioning off. What, what's your take on that? I'm, I'm bummed about Dorsey transitioning off. I don't think that's good for Twitter. Um, yep. even Elon Musk, you know, uh, tweeted a dumb tweet that makes me nauseous that, that, yeah. that a CEO with the power that he has, uh, would would post a, my opinion, perverted uh, middle school tweet. Uh, it's very yes. Elon Musk, Musk of him. Um, but but regardless, he basically posted, I like Jack and I'll miss him on the board. Uh, or I, I wish he wasn't leaving the board. Um, and, and I think that's probably most people that have any awareness of Jack Dorsey would think that. Now, I respect it. I don't think it's, you know, he was he was set to transition off. I don't think it's because yeah. of Elon. I think he's really just focused on block and what he's doing uh, there. J- yeah. You know, Jack Dorsey's not a bored guy that's looking to retire. Uh, he's just right. looking to where to focus his energy and time most significantly. Yeah. Um, Elon buying it. Um, I don't love that in some ways Elon is gaining a monopoly uh, on on innovation. Uh, but, but that said, Elon is a genius. Um, and the things he's involved in, I think, uh, I, I feel like he's, generally making the world a better place through the technologies. I love what he's doing through SpaceX. I love what he's doing through Starlink, what he's doing yeah. to provide internet right now to the Ukraine. Incredible, incredible what what his technology is allowing it to do, what 
uh, Tesla is doing, you know, uh, for for both the automotive industry and just the environment um, into that. So I, I'm a big fan of Elon. He's probably who I look to the most as an innovator to learn from. Yeah. Um, and so I think he's going to make Twitter better. He makes these companies that he acquires yeah. and people people think he's often built most. Of, he's bought most of these companies and then he scaled them. We just didn't know about it until Elon was involved. Yeah. Um, and so I think I think Twitter can explode under Elon's uh, watch and uh, and he knows how to get attention. Uh, that's one of the things that he's done so well in all of his companies. And I think it's one. So to me, with Elon buying Twitter, there will be extra attention on Twitter. And so if there ever is a time for you to begin prioritizing Twitter, that's it's right. now. So that's really my big yep. opinion here is it's time to start paying Agreed. attention to Twitter and may, maybe time to start doubling down on Twitter. Um, what What's funny right now is I feel like the primary Twitter strategy is to tweet a, a inspirational tweet and screenshot it and post that on Instagram. That's the oh main use gosh. of Twitter. It's just the screenshot uh, totally. for Instagram. Uh, but but I do think that look like take your sermon on Sunday, get as many quotes out of it, and just post those on Twitter. Yep. Uh, and start there and and just but don't get we don't need to get so fancy with videos and graphics like yeah. literally just text based inspirational text. tweets. Yep. Uh, is where I think and and I think starting to prioritize unique content for Twitter totally. um, because we might be on the verge of a, of a basically Twitter seeing a resurgence right. um, and maybe becoming the most significant social network. That's right. And we'll have a whole episode. Uh, I would imagine the next episode to release after this one is going to be one on practical steps um, for you to take. I do. I love that first practical step of like, okay, time to start considering it, figuring it out. I think even before that, uh, you pastor who's listening to this, you ministry leader who's listening to this, uh, you um, creative uh, graphic designer listening to this, uh, get on Twitter yourself uh, as yourself, because I think that's one of the most powerful things you said uh, in this episode, Nils, was uh, it humanized the president of the United States. Um, and in a lot of ways, it's an opportunity to, to humanize you. And I will give... Uh, one of those names that will be in probably another episode uh, of our of people who are crushing Twitter um, the best in our industry, in this faith space, uh, Derwin Gray. Go follow Derwin Gray, Gray right now. Um, he is crushing it because he does a great job of walking down Main Street. He's tweeting about football when it's football season. Former NFL player, uh, loves, uh, he, he went to BYU, which is kind of funny. I've, I've been wanting to ask Derwin about uh, being a BYU graduate uh, and now and now a, a Christian pastor. Um, but he tweets about football. Uh, anytime there's something going on in the news, he's talking about that and tying it back to faith. And obviously he's talking about his church. Uh, and so follow Derwin Gray, get some inspiration there. But that's a great example of, you know, you don't have to worry about your church yet. I do think there's a space for your church as an organization on Twitter. I also think there's a space for you as a pastor that's probably more immediate where you can start experimenting with it, start testing it out, start start tasting the waters. Um and, uh, and that, that would be a good place to start and, and off this, but we'll have many more uh, suggestions of ways that you can dust off your Twitter in the next episode. But first, Nils, before we kind of wrap this up, I, I'd be curious, actually, do you have uh, another practical step for them to take outside of just thinking about it? No, I think I think that's a great call of, of just go and watch. And, and get, the best thing you can do is watch and engage. 
like start interacting with people yeah. uh, that are on Twitter and active on Twitter and seeing how they're interacting and learn what what yeah. what is different about Twitter than when maybe you were engaged on it before, yeah. uh, so that when you do start really trying to build your platform on Twitter, and I say yours, whether it's personal platform or church platform, you bet you best know you best know you know best how to. Uh, how, how to engage uh, on the platform because it's not the same as it was. There's no. a lot of things that are the same, but it's it's not what it was. Uh, mm-hmm. The person that I, I'm going to ch- I'm going to call out here is Rich okay. Biotis. Uh, he oh, has yeah. Rich uh, does a great uh, job. the Twitter now. Tw- his are almost all inspirational. You can tell kind of pre-planned uh, sure. tweets, but it's it's gold. Um, and yeah. so what, what Rich is doing uh, is kind of two different lanes, but two two people who are crushing Twitter. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and so, yeah, the two two good guys to follow. One of the things I would love to hear too, and, and jump into our Discord and share some yeah. of your favorite uh, tweets. And I'll, I'll, I'm at Neil Smith on Twitter, so I'd love to to connect with you on Twitter. Uh, but I would I would um, I would love to hear what churches are crushing Twitter. I can't tell you yep. uh, a church that I see, uh, and I follow a lot of churches, and I'm looking yep. for church content. Um, but but I I couldn't tell you a church that I would say is, is crushing Twitter. Um, and so I'd love to know, um, from you, what church, uh, should we be following, paying yep. attention to, uh, that's crushing Twitter? Uh, because I think that, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be worth, uh, figuring out what does this model look like totally. for churches moving forward. And I think there's a couple accounts that are not church accounts that churches should be copying. And those will be in, in this, in, in one of these future Twitter episodes. I think we'll just stay in this Twitter lane for a second. Uh, did want to give a few shout outs to people who have already joined the discord. Uh, obviously Brian Davis, Brian used to be my coworker at one and all. Uh, he knew Nils, um, before I even knew Brian, uh, Brian's been in this space for a long time. He hopped into the, the discord. If you just want any interesting conversation, join the discord for Brian, uh, and then friend Brian, and then send him some DMS. Uh, Brian is in the discord. I'm not going to be able to hit everybody. So, but we are going to start doing this at the end of, of every episode. Uh, so as you join, you're, you're going to get a little shout out, uh, Spartan, up two, four, seven, uh, has been active in here chatting D D battle speaks. Uh, I love, um, uh, discord because you get the, um, not their, not their real names. Everybody's doing the Nils game, uh, getting, getting some, some fake middle name, not using their real name. Um, I love it. Um, let's see, let's give a few, a few more shout outs. Oh, we, we have like a church in here, Zion temple community church, uh, joined our discord, which is awesome. Um, you're going to see some of our team in there, Jake Mack. Uh, and we'll wrap it up today. Uh, somebody who has also been active and asking about the, the conference that's coming up. So we'll have to, we'll have to spend a little bit more time talking about the, the conferences coming up in October, uh, the second annual, um, social media church, uh, conference, Angelina Ariola. Uh, so we have the gamut there. There are more people, uh, but I got to save, uh, some more for the next episode and, uh, more people will join off of this. You can find the link for our discord in the show notes of this episode. Uh, this is also a video on, uh, YouTube. So you can go over there, hit subscribe on the YouTube channel, and you can find the link in that description as well. Uh, and yeah, the conference is coming up in October. So make sure that you, uh, lock that in, um, more details coming up. We'll, we'll spend some time uh, introing one of these episodes coming up uh, to talk about the, the conference. But yeah, that's the episode today. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Nils, you want to, any, any parting thoughts on uh, on anything? 
No, thanks everyone for listening. I hope you guys have a great week and we'll talk to you again soon. Socialmedia.church for more information about everything that we talked about and for the show notes. See y'all.